Hi folks, welcome to A Weekly Word. Uh, thank you for being with me. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church. And we're kind of in on a transition point in the church year. Uh, the first half of the church year, we call it the time of Christ. That runs from Advent to Pentecost. And every year we, we retell Jesus' story. We tell the story of his birth, uh, the prophecies that came before his birth. We, we talk about his ministry, we really spend a lot of time focusing on his uh, suffering, his death, and uh, and then obviously his his resurrection. And in that conversation, there is a moment where Jesus goes back into heaven, where he bodily ascends into heaven. He takes humanity with him back into the Godhead, and uh, uh, and we call that day Ascension Day. And that Ascension Day is forty days after the resurrection which coincides with, if you're watching this on the day that it's released, tomorrow. And, uh, uh, and, and so I want to take a quick look at that with you because there's a, some really important stuff going on when we think about Ascension Day. Uh, and, and I'm just going to read the account from Acts chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 4. And Jesus was staying with them, uh, the, the disciples, uh, and he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you will, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates fixed by the father by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these, said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes. And he said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. As I think about uh, Ascension Day and I think about the kind of key themes of this holiday that, that we observe, uh, I think I got about five things and I'm going to try to go through them quickly here. The first is this idea of the kingdom. Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? It seems pretty clear to me that when the disciples are talking about the kingdom at this point, what they are talking about is a political kingdom. And we still are tempted in this direction in our culture. Uh, there are certain groups of Christians that believe that our purpose here on earth is to establish God's kingdom, meaning that the politics of our land uh, follow what God says in the word. But I think that when Jesus comes and he talks about the kingdom of heaven has come and he calls us to repentance, uh, he, he's not necessarily strictly calling us to obedience, although I think we should always obey God and his word. What, what he's calling us to is to live in his forgiveness and in his mercy. Um, classically, as Lutherans, when we, when, we talk, when we hear that word kingdom, uh, we, we think of the kingdom of power, the kingdom of grace, and the kingdom of glory related to the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come. God's power is unassailable. Uh, 
Um, there's, there's nothing that we can do to keep his kingdom from coming. We, we can't stop him. Uh, he is almighty. Uh, we don't always understand the things that he does, uh, but you know, when it comes to his power, we add nothing to it, uh, and uh, we certainly don't take anything away from it. Um, the kingdom of glory, that, that third kingdom, that's talking about the last day when Jesus returns in splendor and he judges the living and the dead. And that's going to be a great day, except if you don't believe in Jesus, it's not going to be a great day. So I, I tend to focus on that kingdom of grace, that what we want to have happen is for this good news of God's forgiveness and grace and mercy, the fact that he sends a savior to redeem us from sin and death. I think that that's really the heart of the message. So when we think, uh, you know, are you going to restore the kingdom? No, it, it's more about us sharing that the kingdom is among us because God has chosen to live among us by his grace. And he comes to us in his word and in his sacraments. The second theme that I, I see here is about the coming of the Holy Spirit. They're to stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes to them. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week uh, with Pentecost. But the coming of the Holy Spirit is key because he's the one who creates faith. He's the one who gives life. And he's also the one that provides words of witness. Uh, recently in a staff meeting uh, here at Gloria Day, we were reading from Luke 21. And there is this passage about um, persecution. And Jesus tells his disciples to not worry about what they're going to say when they testify before kings and courts and when they're arrested for preaching the gospel. He says, because what you need to say will be provided for you in that moment. And the one who provides that, the one who gives us the words that we are to speak is the Holy Spirit. Which brings me to point three, which is that we are Jesus' witnesses by the power of that Holy Spirit. The word witness in Greek is the word martyr. Well, it's the word that we get the word martyr from. And when we think of a martyr, we usually think of somebody who dies testifying to their faith. Um, and that certainly describes almost all of the apostles. And, and there are a lot of Christians in the world who are still uh, facing that type of a witness that's going to lead them into death. But the word martyr itself just means a witness. And that's something that all Christians are called to, that we are Jesus' witnesses in this world to speak of what he has done, to tell of his love and his forgiveness. And Jesus says to the apostles that this is a kind of a pattern. He says, you're going to do this in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And I, I, I think that there's something interesting there that you, you start in Jerusalem, you start where you're at. You know, this is kind of goes with Matthew 28. Uh, we usually say, go and make disciples. It's, it's actually as you are going, as you're living your life, wherever you are, make disciples. You are Jesus' witnesses wherever you happen to be at that time. So start where you live. Look at your neighbors. Look at the people around you. Judea is kind of the surrounding area. Okay, so you've had an impact right here. Let's spread it out a little bit. Um, and, and you look at the regions around you. you know, how do you bring the gospel there? And then Samaria, I find that one really interesting because the Jews hated the Samaritans and the Samaritans hated the Jews. And so this is talking about bringing the love of Jesus to your enemies. How awesome is that? And then to the ends of the earth. Uh, I think that, that that first part that it's close to home is kind of important. 
you know, that we, we focus or at least don't lose focus on the people who are close to us. And then we look at, okay, as we're expanding out, eventually this does get to the ends of the earth because as you get further out, you have more believers who are bumping into non-believers on the fringes. And, uh, and this has come true because I don't think you get much more to the ends of the earth from Jerusalem than, well, Northeast Ohio, where I am. And there are some people who are really focused on this witness part has to be planned. Sometimes people talk about does it have to be organic? Uh, I think we trust the Spirit, that the Spirit is doing this work to make us to be his witnesses. And where he has placed us, he's going to give opportunity for witness. And, uh, and, and we trust him in that work. Point four is that uh, this is Jesus returning to his throne. He's bringing humanity up into the Godhead. Uh, he is still both God and man, um, even as he, I think, operates more from his divinity than from his humanity. Uh, but he is, he's, he's one person, and, and he continues to be uh, the one who was born, crucified, and raised for us. And so uh, you could read about kind of heaven's point of view of this event, I think, in Revelation chapter 4, where there's this great celebration because the Lamb has returned and salvation has been won. And that's exactly what, what Jesus has done for us. And his return to his throne actually gives us greater access to him because now he is in all times and in all places and is accessible to us even in places like Northeast Ohio um, and all over the world, all at once. And then the fifth point is Jesus' second coming. Christians are apocalyptic. We live with the end of the world in mind. We, we know that this world does not last forever. And it, it says that Jesus is going to come back in the way that he left. In other words, in the clouds, and we will see him coming. So we're living in a world that we know will end. And I, I think that this focuses us, or at least it should focus us, to say, how do I live in this world in light of the knowledge that Jesus has come, he has died for me, my sins are paid for. He has risen for me. I have a new life and he is going to come again. And I think it leads us into loving our neighbor and sharing the hope that we have because of who Jesus is. Because really the message of ascension is that Jesus ascended for you. He went to prepare a place for you that where he is, you may be also. And so this is a day of celebration. It's a, it's a day to look at what Jesus has done. He went and he has kept his promise to send the Holy Spirit. And we live in the power of the Spirit. We are witnesses in the power of the Spirit. We spread his kingdom in the power of the Spirit. And, uh, and we rejoice that the one who is upon the throne is coming again. And he will take us to be with him to live in glory. And until then, we share that hope where he gives us the opportunity. And, uh, and may God grant that often, that we have opportunities to be witnesses and that his word will come from our mouths to share life and salvation with others. Thanks for taking a minute to be with me here. Uh, more like 12 minutes. But uh, uh, God's blessings on your day. If this was a benefic if this was beneficial to you, please like, share, um, and uh, rate, review, whatever. Uh, always glad to have you with me. 
and uh, God's blessings. See you next week.